it was just a cool thing to to see all of that just happen and just to know that if you really put the work in, you really can do whatever you want to do in this life. Fruition. The point at which a plan or project is realized. Obtainment of anything desired. Realization. Accomplishment. My name is John and I go by Q. I'm 27, living in Nashville, Tennessee, hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a DJ and a podcaster. Being creative to me means understanding yourself and knowing how to express yourself. I think being creative is just a way to like just look deep inside yourself and to understand what you're feeling and learn to be able to give that to people like in a way that they may understand it and sometimes they honestly may not, but people just find beauty in things that they don't even understand as well. I would say that this chapter in my life is called I'm Almost 30. (laughs) I think that that would be a highlight of it because I feel like I'm at that point where it's time to stop devising the plan and starting to put the plan into action, you know, to set up for the rest of your life. So for me, when I think about 30, that should be like that moment where you start to, you know, transform into that man that you're going to be like to, you know, provide for a family and to get your life together and all of that. So that's, that's really what's on my mind. So just plotting, getting my pieces together so I can make a step to a million. I always like, think that I'm nowhere near ready to be 30. I don't feel like I'm at that spot where I'm ready to like just, I don't know, if I had like a family or something, like I don't feel like I could be able to support a family if I had one. I feel like when you're 30, you should know that. And I guess that kind of comes from like where I'm at in my relationship and everything in life at this point. So that's what makes me think that way, I guess. The hardest lesson that I've learned so far, I think that kind of ties into my previous thing with 30. Things don't always go the way that you plot them out to be. You really have to put in the work, but also understand that sometimes there's going to be an issue that slows down the work or sometimes something out of your control is going to happen. You know, you have to understand and know that there are things that you can't control. You have to understand what those things are and how you can improve them. And, you know, hopefully that can help along the way. But I think that was one of the biggest disappointments for me ever is just to, you know, understand that things take time and they don't always happen when you want them to happen. The best thing about me is... I think the best thing about me is the positivity that I feel like I have compared to a lot of other people or people in my age range. I feel like I'm able to maintain, you know, positivity through a lot of a lot of nonsense, a lot of crazy things that happen in life, a lot of different things that you can't control or things that you could have controlled, but just, you know, didn't happen or didn't work out the way you know, you plan them to go. Of course, I have, you know, times where I may not be that positive or, you know, I may not want to be, but it's, you know, it's just lifestyle and it's something you have to learn to maintain. Young John. Young John was, had no idea who he was. He, I don't know. I think like getting older, it caused me to, you know, understand myself more. And I mean, I guess everybody goes through that time in their life of not knowing who they are, you know, coming up from middle school and high school, I guess. Um, But I mean, that was really just me. Uh, I was always a goofball. I 
laugh and joke with anybody. I don't even know what I was considered in school. I don't know if I was a cool person or not. <laughs> um, I was just, you know, I chopped it up with whoever was cool with me and that was about it. Uh, I was also one of the young guys that was brought up in their grandma's home. Um, I didn't really, uh, you know, my mom's wasn't nothing like not being in my life or nothing like that, you know, but I stayed with my grams. You know, they brought me up. They taught me a lot of things. My mom taught me a lot of things. I was the youngest of two children. Um, I had an older sister. She stayed around, was always like my best friend. My sister's like second mom for me. She's always been that way. And then I was also, you know, one that, didn't grow up with a father at that time. My pops was not in the scene until I want to say maybe when I graduated high school. That was pretty much my first time meeting him in the flesh as far as what I can remember. So that, you know, is is just something that I had to grow and adjust with. Uh, we're better now. We have a relationship at that point. And I also got to meet my brother on his side. My brother is kind of close to my age, so I guess it's kind of cool to have a brother too. So grew up with just a sister and now I have a sister and a brother. So I'm here with my sister in this city. And, you know, that's kind of how it goes to, you know, her not being just my sister, but just like a second mom for me, man. She always holds me down and I always appreciate it for that. The way I got into a DJ and my sister's boyfriend at the time was a DJ. And, you know, I used to go with him to do weddings, uh, different events. So when I first got to Nashville, I wanted to be a rapper. So, quote unquote, when I got here, it kind of, you know, got me into somewhat of an adult mode. And I was like, all right, this ain't, you know, what I want to do. Like this, this isn't going to work for me. So I knew I wanted to do music. I knew I always wanted to be in a music scene to, you know, do something that was in that field. And so, I searched, you know, for a while trying to figure out different things to do, like trying to be uh, an A&R, trying to like be an engineer. And so I was like, OK, I don't, I don't know if I really fit with these different things. And so I ended up, you know, going to a couple of his events and I was like, man, that DJ thing, you know, it look, looks kind of cool. Like I, I like how you can still have that aspect of controlling a crowd and you don't have to be the guy that's up there spitting the verses. And I think that's really cool. So that was the thing that kind of attracted me to it. And so I was like, all right, let me try to get a board. And I was lucky enough to get that and, you know, a computer program and tried it. And it just seemed cool. Like it it, it clicked with me. You know, I, I got down to learn how to DJ and to be an MC as well. So it was a really great thing. And that's what pretty much got me here today. You can sit with us radio podcast. Uh, shout out my co-host, Ambitious. I actually got to the podcast on the first time as an actual guest uh, for the pod. So what we do with our pod is we link up with different talented people, uh, people that are artists, people that are businessmen, people that do just anything that they want to talk to the world about, you know, and, and tell them about. So when I first got to Nashville, I wanted to, you know, I was still in the artist phase. And so I wanted to come and, and, and chop it up with them. And, you know, me and Ambitious talked and I was just a guest at that time. Actually, I put a post in a Nashville podcasters group. I said, is there anyone looking for like a co-host? Because I wanted to do, I wanted to be a part of a podcast aside from rapping, you know, just because I enjoy getting on and talking over mics and, you know, just talking to people and just seeing how people think. Um, and so I reached out and this girl, she reached out and she was like, Hey, you know, 
you can't sit with this radio. They're looking, you know, he might be looking for a co-host. Reach out to him. I hit him up and I was like, yo, if you're ever looking for, you know, a co-host or something or anything, then just let me know. And, you know, I'd be glad to do it. And a couple of weeks later, after the guest appearance, he reached back out and he was like, hey, man, I'm still looking for that host. And so we linked up for, you know, we tried it out a couple episodes and actually ended up sticking. So it brought me and Ambitious together. And now we do You Can't Sit With Us Radio. I've been there for about a year and he started probably about a year and a half ago. We've been around the around the other cities, uh, not just Nashville, but we've also gone to Denver. We plan on making trips to other places as well. But yeah, we're just, you know, talking to anybody that'll come and chop it up with us about their life. Kimberly. <laughs> All right. Kimberly. When I think about Kimberly, what comes to mind is love of my life who drives me insane. <laughs> uh, Kimberly is my girlfriend uh, of three years. I'm around her probably most of my life uh, just because we're inseparable. <laughs> um, but she's been she's been my rock, man. She's always been around. She's always been there for me, been helping me out, you know, gives me advice. She's always there for me if I need anything, man. And when we're able to provide, like, just this great bond with each other and just to be there for each other. And I honestly am so thankful that I've even found her that, you know, I even have her in my life. She's always been holding me down and I can't wait for the rest of our lives together. Hmm. The best piece of advice that I've been given, my grandmother always instilled for me to be a person that did for myself and to not like wait around on people to give me anything. So I, I don't know if it was necessarily a word of advice, but it was just the lifestyle uh, that she taught me to live. And that was probably the best thing I ever learned just because it made me grow up a little bit faster than, you know, if I had learned life a different way. My favorite thing about Milwaukee is how much of a hidden gem it is. <laughs> I like the fact that there is so much talent in the city and the artists there never like let their reputation like deter them at all. Milwaukee has like a bad rep, you know, because of crime and everything. But like those people, they're still going to do, you know, what they do. They still going to grind and they still going to try to be the best no matter what they come from or what you may think their city is like. Milwaukee is like true to itself. I don't think I've ever met anybody that I know personally that doesn't like to be from their city. Like, I know that there are people that are like that, but none of my people that I know are that way. So I just think, you know, it's great just for the people and for the pride it has. My favorite thing about Nashville is how much it caters to people in my age range and even people older in like all age ranges. Like it caters to me because, you know, there are a bunch of different things that, you know, that we can do. We're just going downtown in general. And then even like older people, like they come here to retire. It offers like beautiful homes for them and places where they can like grow old and it, live in a quiet neighborhood. Like it caters to everybody. And that's the biggest thing that I love about Nashville. My favorite song. So I couldn't, I could never think of my favorite song of all time. So I'm going to go with my favorite song right now. <laughs> so my favorite song right now is The Weeknd and it's called Snow Child, uh, off the new, uh, album that he just dropped. That song has been on repeat in my car ever since the day it came out. And I probably won't stop repeating it for the next like month or so. That's probably like 
quarantine playlist number one. The reason that is my favorite song, because number one, it's the weekend. Two, I just like the melodic stuff that he does with this song. Um, and the, the beat is just like, it sounds amazing. Like if you have a nice uh, speaker system in your car, I don't have the best one, but it still sounds good on a stock radio too. So I know it's it's just fire. But the reason that I like it so much is is definitely for the melodic feel that it has. I would want to be remembered for impacting people's lives. I would want to just be remembered for what I did for you or not necessarily what I did for you, but how I made you feel. We'll say that. I want to just be remembered for having any kind of impact on you, whether, you know, it was giving you some knowledge or making you laugh or something like that. And I want to be uh, known for being a hard worker, just for anybody to know that through all in all, everything I did in life, I gave them all. What's next for me is I'm trying to book like 30,000 weddings, a bunch of them. And this is a message. If y'all need somebody to do y'all weddings, hit me up. Nashville, I travel. My serious goal <laughs> um, is to just progress as far as uh, getting myself out, advertising myself, growing more in my craft, and then also just learning more about myself just as a man and in life and where I fit in and where I'm supposed to go and just making more money. If I think back to where I was maybe about three years ago, I didn't have a board to DJ with. I would like practice on my laptop with just the keys on the laptop. Like I didn't have a mixing board. I couldn't do none of that. I couldn't scratch a song. I couldn't do anything. I would see like other DJs do this stuff and like be out at like clubs and weddings. And I'd be like, man, I know that eventually I'm going to get to that point, but I have no idea how I'm going to get there. I have no idea how I'm going to make it work. I discovered that that word was just, or that reason was just hard work. When I first started, I didn't have a lot of people reaching out because nobody's going to really trust a guy that these are their wedding and he's only doing his first or second gig, you know, like nobody's, nobody's going to want that guy. Um, and so I had to really persevere and get people to, you know, just give me a chance and understand that you probably can't, you might not be able to start at a wedding for your first gig, you know, you might have to go down. I did graduation parties, house parties, uh, any kind of party that people had, you know, and that was one of the bumps in the road was understanding that, hey, you can't go straight to the top of the line. You got to come down first. You know, you got to start somewhere. So persevered through that, then started getting, you know, got my first wedding, did great, you know, had videos, everything, got my next one. And then I got recommendations from other ones that I did. And I just began to see everything unfold just because I was putting in the work. I was doing events. And, you know, because of that, people were seeing that and they were, you know, gravitating towards me and, you know, asking me to do their events and people were telling their friends about me. So it was just a cool thing to, to see all of that just happen and just to know that if you really put the work in, you really can do whatever you want to do in this life. And I think that's probably the biggest message I would say. And that whole idea of coming up and becoming a DJ is my idea of fruition.